Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Teletabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, dude. They did it. They did they it, won. man. They won. I don't know what just happened. We are very fresh off. There was no car ride, no nothing. We were literally just upstairs in the man cave watching this game, and we are as fresh off of that as we could possibly be right now. This is pure, unfiltered emotion. I'm still in shock. I I am sincerely worried for my health um, and for the... Uh, the loudness me and you did when uh, how loud we were in that goal like went my, in. I, I, I can't see myself, but I know my eyes are still like yeah. wide open right now. Um, so what happened? The Avalanche, they did it. They did it. They won. They win game six in St. Louis, three to two. Darren Helm scores the winning goal with five seconds left. As we all predicted as we all predicted would happen to be the thing that gets the avalanche over the second round hump and ends all of the narratives just a, a slap shot off a bounce off the boards goes just through Billy Huso, who with, was fantastic who tonight. was fantastic in this game and with five seconds left I was so mentally prepared for like this is going to three over dude I told you at the beginning of the day I thought this was gonna be a double OT game yeah and I was like all right he was right this is gonna be a yep. deep overtake I I was sinking back into my chair like okay this is gonna be a long yep. night you got the fourth line out there Nico the, ice is a terrible a terrible play by Miko Rant apparently not he apparently was, the highest IQ play any of us have ever seen he get he keeps the fourth line out there with 50 seconds left they get a little stuck out there. Eric Johnson drives it into the zone, sends a pass off the boards, and Darren Helm just his his first playoff goal in six years. I don't know. I'm I'm speechless yeah. still. Right. I don't know how I'm going to do this entire episode. We'll, like I'm, we'll I'm speechless. It. We'll troop through it. So we already mentioned the Darren Helm part. Um, let's go. Back. I don't. I don't want to stop talking. Yeah, about no, it. We'll, I, I can't wait, believe that just happened. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it because I. I'm I'm still speechless. Um, the fact that we both aren't screaming into the mic right now is kind of crazy. It's a testament to shock. Yeah, to shock. You'll hear my dog eating in the background as we recorded the kitchen table, so I'm sorry if you hear that. Um, but yeah, if we go back and let's let's start this game off. First period, Abs come out great. They play I thought a, they looked good. They play a great first period. Um, they dominated the Blues. It reminded me so much of Game Three and Four. Um, and wouldn't you fucking know it, at the end of the first period, with one minute left, Justin Falk beats Darcy Kemper, and the Blues go up one nothing, and you're like, oh, fuck, here we go again. But then you told me, you're like, hey, giving up the first goal isn't a bad thing. Yeah, apparently in this series, that's a good thing. Only game two when the Blues score first did it matter. 
And only one time did the Avs score first in this series, and that was Game 5. Do not need to rehash that yep. ever again because it does not matter anymore. The Blues score first in this one. Would have loved to save from Darcy Kemper on this, but just talking about the first period, since we're going to keep on the positive theme here, I thought the Avs were good. They were great. I thought they looked really good in the first period. It wasn't perfect, but they were getting some good looks on Huso. Huso was giving up a lot of rebounds. They made one mistake, and it ended up in the back of their net. Yeah, it did, and that was the only mistake they had, and it was a pretty much flawless, perfect first period. Um, but that's just kind of been the nature of the series. The Avs have played good, but they just don't get bounces. I mean, me and you were doing a Zapruder film type of thing. We, we thought Bo Byron may have tipped that shot from Justin Falk. Which would have been, what, the sixth yeah. time in this series a defenseman has tipped in a goal? Yeah, so we were doing some Zapruder, some Zapruder film shit, um, trying to figure it out, and... It, it, it was a good shot. Like you said, Darcy Kemper, you would have loved to save. Um, and it, it, what are you going to do? You got to come back out in the second period, and you got to play good. And they did. They, they played great. And in the second period, a guy who has kind of flown under the radar and has gotten away with not being particularly good in these playoffs so far, well, he picked a good game to uh, have his best game probably in his playoff career. Probably, and, yeah, his life. Yeah. Uh, JT Confer. Uh, a great offensive play by Josh Manson. A great, <laughs> a great zone entry by someone who was scratched for the last mm-hmm. two games and was kind of being relied on to pick it up in this game. Andre Burakovsky, full credit where it is due because I have given him crap. He had a fantastic he game. He did. He looked really good out he there. He flew into the zone on this play, opened up so much space for Manson to walk in, and it's a very smart play by Manson to take advantage of it. Yep. And Confer's right there on the rebound from Uso and puts it right in the top corner. And we're going to keep talking about JT Confer, but there are just times when you need a guy to step up and save your fucking bacon. That, this was that night from JT Confer. None of the stars got on the board in this game. Nathan McKinnon, nowhere close to his game in Game 5, because he had three blues on him every time he had the puck. Kale McCarr looked off. Taze looked a little off. Rantanen, he's dealing with the same stuff. This is just a game where you need the depth to come through. And that is what JT Confer did here. He was best game of his life. Best game he's played as a member of the Avalanche. And he scored some big goals. Remember, he scored in game two against Calgary, I think, back in the day. Yeah, and he scored some huge goals against San Jose in game six of that series. Like, he just has like a very under the radar clutch gene where he just gets those timely goals. He had no goals coming into this game. He'd been particularly bad. I would say unremarkable. Just kind of, he's there. He's a player that is currently on the ice, and that's about it. That's about, and he was honestly getting close to scratch territory. Like, he, he, he was. He wasn't producing. Yeah, if Berkey wasn't safe, then neither was Comfort. Yeah. So, JT Comfort ties the game at one. I thought it was going to be another avalanche of goals, um, just like in game four. Uh, as it turns out, we got Jack Johnson um, for the first time in a long time. And he tries to keep the puck in at the blue line. I don't know what he was doing. Like he, just, he, a, just a terrible yeah, play. Yeah, terrible play. It leads to Braden Shen and uh, Jordan Cairo on a two-on-one. Darcy Kemper is way too aggressive on Braden Shen, which I, I think you take your chances with Braden Shen and you take away Cairo personally. Um, but they get the puck to Cairo. I don't think Josh Manson's could go unnoticed in that too. I don't know why he dove right there. Um, but the Blues take advantage. They, they had two chances and they scored on both of them. And they were up two-to-one. And I think you had read a stat to me 
near the end of the second period that the Blues had scored of six of their last eight shots. Yeah, six of their last 18 shots they had scored yeah. a goal on in this series. And that's brushing over the power play that the Blues had late in that second period. Mm. Were great kill for the Avs for 95% of it. Darcy Kemper is swimming in his crease. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Kyra has a wide open net as Josh Manson getting down, blocking that shot, clearing it out. The Cavs kill off the penalty and they go to second intermission down two to one. Really, the first time they'd really been like tra- outside of game two, like trailing and in, in need of a goal yeah. in this series. That's the thing. They had played well. It's not like they were playing bad. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of doom and gloom yeah. on Twitter during this game. And I get it. I was one of them. I, yeah. I was not feeling good because was, it just, did that game just not scream to you like the hockey gods just don't want us to win? Like, Billy Huso's been bad all playoffs, and he decides to fucking remember how to save a puck. I didn't even think he was that good. Like, his save percentage was great in this yeah. game. But he was dropping pucks left and right. He could not control a rebound in this game. Yeah. I just felt like, outside of a couple times, we didn't give him that much to work with. But regardless, after 40, the Avs are down 2-1. to one, And this has been the tagline all playoffs. You need to find a way. To win. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I was waiting to incorporate that. Are the apps going to pay you for that? Probably not. Okay, good. I barely get paid for this. <laughs> but regardless, um, the third period for the apps here was great. Not even counting the goals, even leading up to the goals. Third period was really, really good for them. It was. I mean, Nazem Kadri had a great chance on a that beautiful was the, That pass. was the best save Huso made yeah. all game. That was, I mean, Kadri should have. He should have elevated that yeah. shot. He should have, but it was a great play by Kale McCarr. Um, and Huso makes a save, and the Avs, it, it just seemed like it wasn't going to be their night. And then the call that I, I... I'm interested to get your take on this. I personally hate the delay game call. I know that it benefited the Avs in this case. I think it is the dumbest rule that it is a two-minute penalty. I think it should be treated like an icing. I think it's dumb, too, but it is also literally the only clear-cut rule we have. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. To a point. I mean, I mean still... like, let's look at, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. Kicking motions. Yeah. Goalie interference. What the fuck are those? The only clear cut things we ever have are high sticking and puck over the glass. Yeah. I think it's dumb, but I appreciate the fact that there's not five different interpretations of it. That's fair. But I, I just think it's such a harsh penalty for, like, it's not like Pranko was doing that on purpose. Like, right. Um, right, I, and this didn't. It didn't. Wasn't always a penalty, and it's no. not. It's not like players in the '80s and '70s just sent it out of play every yeah. time they were in trouble. It's the same reason you don't ice it every single time. That's true. Yeah, but so, like that, that's what you should treat as like exactly icing. icing. Yeah, but uh, it's a, it's a dumb rule when it hurts your team, but when you get those power plays, oh, it's, it's, it's the best. Because the thing was about this power play wasn't perfect for the yeah they won three face-offs on the power play which is they dominate the face-off circle for them right? they dominate the face-off circle. and couldn't do a ton with it and it looks like the blues are going to kill off that penalty and who else but bo byram who was just a monster in these final games of the series i cannot say enough good things about bo byram finds jt comfort with a second left on the power play he rips it through Billy huso 
to tie the game. Again, one second left on the power play. I was saying to you during this power play, they showed the Blues have not given up a power play goal at home all playoffs. Like, when are we going to get, get one, of, one of those jinxes? Because yeah. every time, not even just for the Avs, for the Caps, for the Ravens, for any time I see those stats, like, oh, they haven't done this, and for it immediately happens. Like, yep. when can we finally get one of those to go our way? One second left on the power he play. scores, man. I, I want to go back to Bo Byram because... Monster in this game. He's been a monster all playoffs. I man. would I would say over the last couple of games, he's been our best defense. I agree with that hundred percent. And that's not a slight on Devon Taves or Kale McCarr. But Bo Byram was not only fantastic in the defensive end, he was fantastic in the offensive end. He was he, creating chances. I can't name like a bad play he had no? in this game. He knew what to do every time he had the puck. Even when he was pressured by like Shen or O'Reilly or someone like that, he would smartly retreat and like force a line change, get everyone on, and make the correct breakout play. This kid is twenty. He's younger than me. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things where losing Samuel Gerard fucking sucks and as it, we saw it with Jack, yeah, putting Jack like, Johnson in. Like it sucks, but it did open the door for unleashing Bo Byram. And I think Evan from DMVR tweeted that out. Like unleashing Bo Byram is gonna be kind of a godsend. And Byram's back to being that player he was before he took that elbow from JT Miller. Yeah, against, against the Canucks, JT Miller. Or was it Bo Horvath? It was one of the two. Uh, it was one of the two. Yeah. Might have been Horvath, yeah. but it doesn't matter now because so, he's back. But he's back to being I'd, that Bo I'd, Byron. I'd say he's better than that one. Oh, he's better defensively. He's not getting goals, which... He is close. He's, he's going gonna, He's going to score at least two goals against 100%. the Edmonton Oilers, who were playing in the Western Conference yeah. Final, because that's a thing now. But still, Byram, monstrous in this game. And he's been incredible. What was his time on ice? You got the stats up. What was his his time time on ice in this game for Bo Byram was 19.25. More than EJ, more than Manson, and more than obviously Jack Johnson. Taze and McCarr played 28 and 26 minutes. I mean, that makes sense. But Byram's Uh, number three. Byram's number three, man. And he adds such a great element to a second pair defense. He does not play like a 20-year-old. No. He's just a fantastic hockey player, and I'm just praying to the gods that he can stay healthy. Because if he does, he could be... A top five defenseman in this league. I I agree. Seeing what this kid's doing in the playoffs, in an elimination game, where the the pressure is yeah. on. And it's on him, too, without Gerard there. Mm-hmm. He is being relied on in this moment to step up but, and do something huge. And he did. Is this even a shock, though? Remember no. when McCarr was out and Bo Byram was it's arguably just, the Avs' best player? It's just like you don't see 20-year-olds no. do this in the NHL. Especially defensemen who take yeah. longer to develop. Yeah. And a guy like Bo, who's had his career interrupted so many times to things outside of his control, for him to keep coming back better and better. Like, he's not old enough to drink yet. I can't stress enough that he's 20 and only going to get better he's, over the course of the next half decade before he even reaches his athletic prime. He's been unreal. How many points did he finish with in the series? He had two points tonight, he, right? He had one on the, the comp for goal. I thought he, he had, I thought he got a second one. Well, he had two in game five. That's right. I can see how many he had, but it seemed like he was picking up something every single time. Every yeah, single time he had scored. In game four, he had two assists, and in game five, he had two assists. And that was that's, he had four point, five points in this series that's in crazy, six games. Dude. That's crazy. And that's your second pair defenseman. And I can't say this enough. Losing Samuel Gerrard... Um, I don't want to hear any more slant, Sam no. Gerrard slander ever again because this series changed when Sam Gerrard went out. If Sam Gerrard's healthy this whole series, who fuck knows what happens. And you could say the same about Bennington. I mean, we yeah. both lost key players, but Bo Byram has stepped into those shoes and has played fantastic alongside another guy who we've already praised in 
previous games, Eric Johnson is back to being the Eric Johnson from three, four. This years is the ago. best Eric Johnson I have seen in years, yeah. like it maybe at least a half a decade. You're telling me this Eric Johnson that with let's rewind two months ago, three months ago, we're saying doesn't deserve to be in the lineup. He was getting scratched for Jack Johnson. Yeah, like we were saying, like of course Jack Johnson should be playing. It's not even a question at this point. He's turned into one of the most reliable guys on the team. We were idiots for saying that. Based on what we saw, I'm I don't think so. Yeah. That it's been the second pair defenseman is not or the second D pair core is not who I thought it would be, but it's been really fucking good. And you're gonna need them to be good against the Edmonton Oilers because uh, I imagine Taves and McCarr will be out there ninety five percent of the time, but there are gonna be opportunities where you're gonna have your second pair D, and I feel great about that. Yeah. I really do. I do, too. Um, so, back to the game. JT Comfort ties the game at two. The game kind of slows down. I thought both teams kind of tensed up a little bit, and who can blame them? Like, the Abs have probably more pressure on them than the Blues. Um, I mean, it felt like the Abs continued to ramp up the pressure. There was a little bit of time where it was like, no, don't let up now. Don't yeah. Just because you tied it doesn't mean stop. Keep going, keep going. I felt like they did for a bit. They felt like they still got some chances. I feel like this was when the Blues started to play as well. Yeah. But I feel like there was that, right after the goal, the Blues had, like, one opportunity. I feel like they didn't really have no, that No, they, did, they didn't have a ton. And Darcy Kemper was not great through the first two periods. We can all agree on that. He was yeah. not great. If we lost this game, we would be having a rip session on yeah. Darcy Kemper right now. But in the third period, he made the big saves. He made that one on Tarasenko where I think Tarasenko was, like, coming across from the back line yeah let's also not ignore the the Cairo breakaway at the end of the second he made the save on that too barely got that with his foot he kept it a one goal game you know even when he's not great you gotta give credit where it's due and he made the saves he needed to make sometimes in this game I didn't love the Falk one even even on the 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 two-on-one I thought he really over yeah we talked about that and could have pushed off harder to get to Cairo but he made the save. But he in the made third the saves. He, he finished the game nine hundred, which against that's not going to work against. Well, no. maybe it works against the Oilers because the Oilers are um, they're scoring a lot, but they're also giving up a lot of goals too. Yeah. So um, it's really going to come down to in that next series who makes the saves. And I mean, Mike Smith's been okay, but he like you said, he's a Jekyll and Hyde. You never know what you're going to yeah. get. With he, he could be a nine sixty or a six hundred, yeah. or he could be a nine fifty and lead in three of the worst goals you've yeah. ever seen in your life. He really could. Yeah. So it's gonna we're gonna need Darcy Kemper to play like he did against the Oilers in the regular season. You know, and now that I think we're out of this series, out of this, I think you give Kemper some time to to reset, yep. reset his mind and everything, and you see him come back strong. But let, let's finish up on yeah. the game here and get back to. The, the craziness we already talked about. I, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you want me to to read you the stat line of this final goal? Yeah, let's hear it. Is Darren Helm, his first goal of the playoffs, assisted by Logan O'Connor, his first assist of the playoffs, and Eric Johnson. Just as Nin- we predicted. 1954 of the third period. Dude, I'm telling you, that fourth line was they fantastic were, tonight. They were great. The bottom six was phenomenal. It was better than the top game. six. It was and that's not a bad thing. And that's not a bad thing. It wasn't like those guys sucked. The Blues really committed to locking down the top six. The bottom six stepped up yeah. when needed. I thought Cogliano was great tonight. I thought on the penalty kill, he was outstanding in this game. Logan O'Connor, full of energy and rewarded because he got 12 minutes of playing time. He was which great, I think man. is almost four minutes more than he played last game. He was fantastic. I mean, the whole bottom six, like you just said, was fantastic in this game. And they deserve that goal. Yeah, and you know what? The... 
the fourth line almost played more than the third line in this game. Albeque Bell played less than 10. This is a shock. O'Connor played the, not O'Connor, Comfer played the least of anyone in this game. He played 909. Capitalized on his opportunity. Played 10 man. seconds on the power play. Got his goal. Got the goal. So, I mean, I really thought that fourth line, they were sustaining pressure almost every shift they were yeah, out there. Yeah, they did not give the Blues a break. I mean, yeah. you could see Barube trying to, to line match with that fourth line, and it wasn't working no. because Cogliano, O'Connor, and Helm were killers out there. They pressured the puck every single time they were out there. It was unbelievable. It was great. I, I, I've not seen Darren Helm, Logan O'Connor, and Andrew Cogliano play a better game. I haven't either. And, and, they, and they've had good games. Like, it's not like games. they've been terrible, but they were otherworldly. What this. they do and what Bednar's done is he'll play them really hard in the first period, and then they'll sit the rest of the game. Right. They were getting consistent shifts throughout the second and third period because they were sustaining pressure. They weren't necessarily creating great chances, but they were keeping the puck in the blue zone. And they drew a couple icings, uh, and I think that ended up leading to Burakovsky setting up uh, uh, JT Comper on the first goal because Falk was out there, for, or was it Letty was out there it for like three Falk minutes? Falk was out there, or was, it might have been late. I think it was Regardless, Letty. out there for three minutes because they just kept shift. drawing icing after icing after icing. Yeah. The fourth line earned it, man, and you're going to need that against the Oilers. And that's how you win in the playoffs because sometimes Nathan McKinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog just have goose eggs yeah. and they just get completely shut down it happens you need those guys to come through and you know we were all like a lot of us forgot Darren Hell was even here yeah. at the beginning of the season I forgot we signed him just but that's of, not a bad thing for a exactly but like I when we started the season I was like, oh right we signed Darren Helm I yeah. totally forgot we did that and you know and Logan O'Connor we've talked about him all year as being just a spark plug and Cogliano was an addition that was just like a 11th hour at the deadline. Like, okay, here's another guy, you know, cupless veteran. Would be nice to get something for him. They all brought it. And this, it's something that this team hasn't generally had in the nope. past. And when, when they flamed out in the second round before, because we can say that now, they flamed out in the second round before. We Not don't, anymore, we don't have to do any sort of optimism or worry about jinxes mm-hmm. because they fucking won. We never have to talk about the second yeah. round ever again. Ever again. And this team, they, we've been saying it all year, this team is different. They continue to surprise me in every single way. And the team last year, we already saw what happened when they got punched in the face one time. Both times they got punched in the face in this series, they came back and played a better game. Yeah. And they deserve to win this game. I, I don't know what the deserve to win meter was, but the Avs deserve to win this game. Deserve um, to win meter 80% yeah. for the Avs. Like, they played a... 80.9. Per- they played a perfect road hockey game in the playoffs. And the craziest stat of all, the Avs have a better record on the road on the playoffs than they do at home. They're unbeaten. They're unbeaten. on the road. They're three and two at home and five and zero now. Yeah, on the road. And I specifically am zero and two. Yeah, at home. But hey, man, who cares? That we don't have to worry about the curse don't of Griffin to, Young don't either. Don't have to worry about that ever again. Ever again. So or until next time. Yeah, but we're not that. But we're not there. We're yet. Not there so yet. it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're we won enjoy, anyway, despite that. We're gonna enjoy this. Um, I still just can't believe Darren Helm scored. I like, I still like I'm still have trouble wrapping my head around it. Like I've acknowledged the fact that that happened, but like the magnitude of that goal, yeah. and it's from Darren Helm. What? Who would have thought, man? <laughs> Who would have thought? That's that's un unbelievable. unbelievable. So, like you would thought it'd be like oh Kadri with the poet, yeah. poetic ending or McKinnon putting everyone on his back or Ranton and getting the monkey off his back. Darren Helm, yeah. just with like a slap shot off the boards. And it was we 
you got to talk about that play by Eric Johnson. He could have easily just. I was it I was thinking like, okay, here we go to oh, this is a nice yeah. little drive by Eric Johnson. And he you know? made the right play. He caught the Blues like yeah, they, they were, were they, they were sleeping. They were they're sleeping. like, okay, the Avs' fourth line is out there. Yeah. Let's just let them into the zone and just drag this game to overtime. And nope. they they forgot about Darren. Yeah, they forgot about him. He made a perfect shot, and the Avs advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in twenty years. This has been building. This team is on a co- like a collision course to win a Stanley Cup, and I honestly think they're going to play against Edmonton. They're I know they'll be the favorites, but they're going to play as like this is house money because you get that monkey off your back. And yeah, I mean, there's there's no playoff pressure anymore. No. There's there's pressure. There's it's pressure. The Western Conference yeah. Final. But no one's asking, can they do it anymore? Because yep. now they've gotten over that hump. I think you're going to see a, a much looser team. Oh, 100%. A much looser team. Like, they know that, like, okay, we got that monkey off our back. That was the big question. Can they get out of the second round? They did. Now, you are getting the, the matchup of a lifetime here. Now, I'm not saying that in a good way either. This is going to be an outstanding series. Con- Connor McDavid's the best player in hockey, like by right. leaps and bounds. Yeah. I saw a TikTok and it was like, is there a player? Is there a bigger gap in professional sports between Connor McDavid and the second best player in the NHL? I don't think. So. I mean, Connor McDavid. I mean, the fact that we questioned that yeah. towards the end of the season with like Austin Matthews yeah. and whatever. I thought like, but Connor McDavid in the run that he's on right now against Nathan McKinnon, you could not be getting this matchup at a better time nope. in their careers. These two are in their primes. Both in first time in the Western Conference Finals. Both times get they get the monkey off their back and are going to the Western Conference Final. They're both playing some damn good hockey right now. I think this is going to be a classic. It's going to be a great series. I just first instincts. I'm, I, I think Abs in seven. I agree. Abs right. in seven. I, I think this is just going to be a phenomenal series. Yes, the the Oilers are not a deep team. No. But look how little they needed to get over the hump. Zach Hyman and Evander Kane. That's it. Yeah. That's all they needed to get. They don't. They don't have a properly constructed defense yet. They're tr- still trotting forty-year-old Mike Smith out there, who is outside of the Avs my favorite player left in the playoffs, just because of how entertaining yeah. he is. Because he'll let in a goal from hundred and thirty-eight feet from Rasmus Anderson and win the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. It's going to come down to the fact, um, and we'll dive deeper in when we record on Sunday. Um, we'll do a full preview. Hopefully get Raj on, do a full preview. Um, but it's going to be a fantastic series. Just gut instincts right now. If this doesn't go seven, I'll be shocked. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a hell of a series. If the Avs can hold home ice, which... I'm not going to be here. Yeah. So... We should be good. My sister will be back, and she'll be able to uh, to sit down in our in our seats, and we'll have a, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Um, but I, just right now, gut instinct, I think the Avs win in seven. I, I think home I ice is the biggest key in this series. I, I think the biggest key is goaltending. Well, Darcy Kemper versus Mike Smith. Kemper's been shaky over the last couple of games. He hasn't been great. He let in a couple. He let in the first goal in this game. Wasn't great. Got bailed out by Manson. Mike Smith is probably the least reliable person in the league. You ne- you literally never know what you're gonna get from him. It is just a, a mystery box every single time. He could be a 950 in a game. He could record a 40 save shutout. 
or he could get pulled in the first period that's after kind of, letting in four. That's kind of my thought process with it because you, you don't have to look very far to see a goaltender who struggled in games and bounce back. Mike Smith was not particularly great in the first like two games against the Kings. It's awful. Yeah, I, he wasn't very good, and he bounced back. So the hope is there. The defense is there. Um, I really, really, really think these couple practice days that they're going to have over these next week, uh, you got to get Ryan Murray ready. You got to. Yeah. You got to shake the rust off. Yeah. I, I do not know how you can run Jack Johnson back yeah. out there. Because he's showing, like, okay, well, this just Especially isn't, against the speed of Edmonton. It's just not going to work. If, you, if you're playing in Edmonton for game three and four, and Jack Johnson gets caught out there against the Oilers' top line, it's gonna tough. It's gonna be tough for that to not be an automatic goal. Yeah. It's it's gonna be tough. not saying Ryan Murray is the solution to every problem, but I don't know how you can... his playing style. I think is more conducive to playing right. with Josh. I, but I just don't know how you can run Jack back out there, seeing that the very little he's done in this series. Yeah. What was his time on ice? He had to have been he, under ten. He had nine nineteen for a defense. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. Like the writing's kind of on the wall right there. Right. So I think it's Ryan Murray who's gonna come in. Um, I really, really think that the it's going to be a fantastic series. And the key is if you can hold McDavid to like eight points in the series, I think that's a... I mean, that, that sounds like a lot still, but... I mean, um, he scored 12 yeah. in five games. But we haven't even mentioned uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. What is it? 16, yeah. 17 the points? The quietest 17 points. Like if, One if, of, that he, if that series went longer, he would have beaten Gretzky's record for most yeah. points in a playoff series. He would have done it. He had 17 points in five games. He was unreal, and he's playing what on a sprained fuck? ankle, too. Like, the, the Oilers are... We've made fun of the Oilers all year. Um, but you gotta give credit to that team. They're a good team. I think you give credit to McDavid, Dreisaitl, yeah. and Kane. That's because. about it. And Hyman. So, if you can shut down... Or, not shut down McDavid. Contain there's, yeah, him. there's no such thing as shutting down McDavid. Not if, now. Yeah, if you hold him to, like, eight points in the series, I think the Avs have a good you, chance of winning. You... you. That is a complete success. Yeah. They're going. There's going to be a game where Connor McDavid has a, like five points. Like there's. I it, mean, it's he, had, he he admitted he had a bad game in game five. Against scored Calgary. the OT winner. <laughs> scored the OT winner. Scored the, the 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 winner against LA in the first round, or at least the the Ceiling one to goal. put it away. Yeah. Scores the OT winner against Calgary to send them to the conference final. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I just look back at my screen and I'm just looking at Darren Helm, 1954. <laughs> the third pick. I. Ca- I can't believe we live in this timeline yeah. where that happened. In an alternate reality, the, the this is like fucking shattering. I think this is the alternate reality, yeah, man. This is this. This is this is the nexus event. Yeah. Darren Helm, like no, that wasn't supposed to happen. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I just keep going back to. The Blues are a really good team. They're good. They're a good team. They're a good team, and... It's almost like against Edmonton, we're facing the exact opposite problem. Yeah, because the Blues have can roll four lines out, and they're dangerous all four times, whereas Oilers, if you could shut down one line... You're good. You're good. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. 
win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. And I'm interested to see... Um, players like you know McKinnon's going to show up you know Landeskog's going to show up and also free of O'Reilly yeah free of O'Reilly like they don't have a defensive forward like no, Ryan they O'Reilly don't, they don't have a, anyone even on their defense yeah. that's like Ryan O'Reilly I mean if you look at it right now with the Oilers Darnell Nurse is their best defenseman he's okay is he even like and he's hurt yeah is he top four on the abs right now no yeah like he I, he would be a fifth a third pair defenseman with the right. abs right maybe now. right now he would be with Gerard yeah but, but you're going to have to take a chance. You're going to have to... Evan Bouchard's had a really good playoffs. Um, and Duncan Keith is older, but he's... You at, can take advantage of yeah. Duncan Keith. You can take advantage. Like the, the opportunities are going to be there for the Avs. It's pretty plain and simple how you can win these games. Um, but it all... Like McDavid and Dreisaitl are just the biggest wild card. <laughs> and I don't think they're wild cards. I think we know exactly what yeah. we're going to get from them. Right. Uh, they're going to be killers. And as long as Nathan McKinnon's a killer... And Darcy Kemper can continue to, to hold the fort against Edmonton. He goes 9-20, 9-30, the Avs win the series. If he goes 9-10, they win yeah. this series. The thing the, the Avalanche have that the Oilers do not is exactly what we saw in this game, depth. Yep. They have JT Comfer, who can do that. Burakovsky, he who could have I, a think, big I, think is, I think is woken up. Mm-hmm. I think he had a great game in this one, and Bednar's not taking him back out. Nope. He was strong with the puck. All game. You can get something from Berkey in this series. And he's I think he's played pretty well against the Oilers in oh, the yeah. past as well. He'll, if I'm remembering off the top of my he'll head. He'll be a big player in the series because, like you said, he's going to be going up against, what, Zach Cassian and fucking Derek right. Ryan. Like, like Josh Archibald yeah, kind like, of guys. Like just guys that are like, they're players, but they are on the same team as Connor dude, McDavid. you have to put Newhook and Burakovsky in the lineup for this series. You would think. I mean, we're talking like their third line, Warren Fogle. Ryan McLeod and Kyler Yamamoto. Yeah. Fourth line, Archibald, Derek Ryan, Zach Cassian. Let's see. And how many combined goals do they have? Guess. That entire bottom six. Well, I know Yamamoto has one. Is it just one? It is. They have four. Oh, okay. Yamamoto has two. McLeod has one. And Cassian has one. So the opportunity's there. Because the top six uh, are the top lines pretty much. I'd give... Oilers the advantage, which is probably the only team you could say has the advantage against the Avs top line. Um, but after that, the Avs have the advantage at every line. They yeah, have the I edge mean, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, like, a, even if you put the big boys back together, that line is playing historic right now. Yeah, they're unreal right now. Um, but holy shit, dude. I am still just in shock that this is even happening. Like, we talked on Wednesday. We were both like, the Avs are going to win the series. Like, there, there was no fear that they were going to win the series, but I did not think they'd win game six. I really, I, I just, 
I thought the Blues were going to come out. I had a, I did have a feeling today that this is the final game I'm going to see in Colorado before I go home. Sometimes you just get those feelings, and I didn't feel very good about it throughout probably most of this game. But, but they did it. They did it, and I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought that it was... I, I thought they were going to lose, and I thought they'd come back and win Game 7 on home ice. Um, but they shoved it in my face. This team just loves to fuck with us. Yeah, they do. And they continue to just play fantastic hockey. Um, and they deserve to win the series. They deserve to win the series, and they yeah, won they it. They were a better team than St. Louis yep. was in this series. Even in Game 5, they were better than them oh, for 35 better. minutes. If Darcy they let makes off a the save. Ga- they let off the gas for a little while. They should have still won that game. And even in this game, when they're losing, they were still the better team yep. in this game. Never at any point could you be like, well, the Blues, they deserve to win this series because they were better here. They weren't. No. Their power play was dangerous. Not in the last two games. Again, not in the last two games. Once the Avs figured it out, their scoring kind of dried. Yep. And that's where the Blues had the advantage was the specialty teams. And in the first couple games, the Blues were winning games because of their specialty teams. And they were staying in games because of it. This game, like five on five, the Avs dominated them. Yeah, like, it was five on close. five. This series was not close. Yeah, the the twenty goal scores for the Blues. It turned out to be okay. We gotta pay attention to O'Reilly. Gotta pay Perron. attention to Perron, who was quiet in the last two games. Yeah, yeah. I think he had zero points in the yeah. last three games of this series. And Cairo turned out to be dangerous. Yep. He definitely potted a couple there, but there were points in this series he was pretty quiet. He was pretty quiet. Robert Thomas had one big game. Yeah, same with Tarasenko. He had two. He had one big period. Yep. And Tarasenko got goal. one goal. Thomas got two in a period. And where was everybody else? Yeah, Buchnevich wasn't good. He had one goal. Um, our man Mason, I feel like we, we got to give ourselves pats on the back because we called this series when it started. Yeah. <laughs> we we nailed the, the nail on the head right there. We both said Avs and six. It was going to be a back and forth series. And we fucking nailed that. We were wrong about Jack Johnson, but we were right about this series. So I... I cannot believe that they won this game, man. Just the way they did. Like, it's just the perfect poetic ending because this entire series, the Avs have been giving up late, last-minute goals and periods. Yeah, that was a big problem with the first period of this game because they gave up a goal with a minute left where it would have just been a big deal to just... You played a great period, just get out of here scoreless, and you give up that. Yep. And back in game... Three and four. Three and four. (laughs) They gave up a late goal to O'Reilly and then two power play goals in game four. And Tarasenko one wasn't that late, but it was it was like three minutes left. Yep. You can still count that as late. And then I don't need to mention the third, yeah. where they gave up a lot of late goals. Yep. But they finally get one of their own when it absolutely mattered the most. Yeah, it it was um, it was poetic in that aspect. So um, it, it was poetic, and uh, I really really uh, enjoyed enjoyed that game. Really enjoyed it. I, I just feel like I still don't really know like the the proper words for it. Yeah, I I, I really can't believe that happened. I I, like, I, I, I hate to sound corny, but they they found a way to do it. They found a way. They found a way to do it, and it's, it's going to be it's going to go down as a huge moment for this team. It's going to go down in folklore. Yeah. Darren Helm, like who knows if he'll even be back next year, regardless of how this season ends. Who knows if. You might retire. Like you might go get signed by someone else. Like it's it. It'll it might go, be, this might be the only goal he ever scores in the playoffs for us. For me, I relate it back to back in two thousand one when the Avs won the cup. 
uh, I don't know if you remember. You were I don't, you were barely born. I was um, not even one. You got to go home and watch the 2001 championship documentary. It's really good. Um, I've watched it probably 500 times in my lifetime. But the big hero in the Blues series for the Abs was Stefan Yell. Scored the I know, I scored this. the overtime winner in Game Four, and I think this will resonate pretty close to the same magnitude, like. Darren fucking Helm. Yeah, his first his first playoff goal in six years. I think it was the last time he was in the playoffs, yeah. actually, because the Red Wings last made the playoffs. In I forgot he still even played until we signed him. That's yeah. how much of a nobody he was on the Red Wings. These yeah, last I mean, he was years. a fourth liner on the the terrible, terrible Red yeah. Wings. He got a long contract with them and just kind of played it out. Yeah, and and we've had this conversation about him before during the regular season. Full credit to the scouting staff of the Avs for identifying him as a potential guy that can fit a need on the penalty kill and depth wise low risk highest of reward <laughs> signing i don't think any of I, d- I don't think joe sackick is gonna come up there yeah. and be like see i told you i fucking knew this would happen it. my I favorite fucking thing nailed that one after the abs helm scored they cut to sackick and sack is just like eh. yeah arms crossed <laughs> he's like cool i i imagine there's a little bit of a smirk going on in there yeah he's like i know what i'm doing yeah i i'm, I'm good at this job Trust me, and, I know what I'm doing here. I mean, that's not only a burden off of Joe Sackick, but Jared Bednar. He coached a hell of a series. After Game 2, where he was severely outcoached, he outcoached Berube in every aspect of the series. Yeah. He played everything right. He put in the right players at the right moment for each game, was in tune with who needed to be scratched and who needed to be in the lineup. And he deserves so much credit. He's not going to take any credit, because that's just Jared Bednar. But he deserves his roses right now and for a Kendall he sure made a hell of a lot of good coaching decisions in this yeah it's almost like he's a good coach and that he knows what he's doing and has won at every level of hockey Mm -hmm. and questioning a lot of his decisions never made a lot of sense because he doesn't make bad decisions most of the time But, but you can't we're talking about he was changing his lineup almost after every game yeah and that is usually a sign of panic for teams in the playoffs. But you would change it after wins. Yeah, like te- teams when they win, even if they identify a problem, they're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to screw with what works. But he he threw Arturi Lekkinen up on the top yeah. line after a win. Every single decision he made in the series worked, except for Jack Johnson. Except for but, Jack Johnson, but it didn't but cost us. Yeah, didn't cost. It almost did. Almost did. Almost did. But this team is just good, and yeah. they found a way to do it they're, anyway. They're great, and I really, really got it. Just give major shouts to Jared Bednar because I don't want him to go unnoticed. And this is a monkey off his back, too. Like, he definitely heard the chirps. Yeah. He's heard all this. Like, he was facing pretty much uh, – I would not want to be in his situation because he's a good coach and you have the best team in the NHL. And if you if you don't win, it's a failure. Like, that's – Yeah, I mean, th- like, this was his roadblock yeah. here. The second round of the playoffs, can Bednar get this team – out of the second round. And if he can't, is his job on the line or is he going to be on the hot seat soon? Don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't have to worry about that anymore. And he's going up against a rookie head coach now, Jay Woodcroft. I give the coaching advantage to the Avs. Um, and I, I, I just want to finish with that. Like, Jared Bednar was fantastic. Not finish the episode, but finish my yeah. point of Could giving Jared Bednar. Can I just mention like, how dumb the Jack Adams finalists that this year were? Oh, yeah. I mean, Are any so- of them still in the playoffs? Sutter deserved a nomination. Gallant is a game away from being eliminated, and Brunette is out. Yeah. Sutter Brunette is... got severely out. Well, I wouldn't say he got out coached. He just got out goalied. <laughs> he got out coached badly by John Cooper. Sutter deserved a nomination. 
Gerard Gallant had Igor Shesterkin, who had one of the best seasons of a goalie ever. And Rangers fans have told me that is bullshit that he got nominated. This man is not that good. Mm. Andrew Brunette? Are you kidding? The guy took over a 10-0 team. If, but here's the thing, is if they would have said um, that because he won the President's Trophy, he's a finalist, where was that for Jared Bednar last year? I don't understand the criteria for this award yeah. sometimes. It's like, oh, but, well, Bednar can't get nominated. Look at his Look roster. at his team. Look at Brunette. Yeah. Look at the roster he literally inherited 10% of the way through the season. Give me a break. Yeah. But uh, like, not even saying that as justice for Bednar. Let's get some justice for Mike Sullivan, John Cooper. That had to hurt you saying that about Mike Sullivan. The, Mike, so- <laughs> I will say this about Mike Sullivan. He is one of the best coaches in the 100%. league. 100%. Bar none. When I, the Penguins I, let him go, which they will stupidly because that's just how hot Yeah, ownership change and everything. Yeah. They're going to get new guys in there. I will say this. Mike Sullivan deserves a lot more credit than oh, he yeah. gets. Outstanding coach. John Cooper... He could win it every year. He could win it every year, and he's probably going to show again why he should. I, I think the Eastern Conference Finals, whoever matches up against the Lightning, it could be another sweep. Yeah, I don't trust the Hurricanes yeah. to take them down. I do not trust the Rangers to no. do it either. So, like you're telling me, like Carolina, their whole thing is home and away. Jekyll and Hyde. Undefeated at home. We'll see if they can win Game 6 tomorrow by the time you're listening to yeah. this and move on. You're telling me Tampa's going to lose two in Carolina? Two in a row? To that team, no chance. Hurricanes are good. They're not They're that good. good. And I, I agree with you. The it, it seems like the awards get fatigued, but no one the play the coaches who and players who are fatigued from it don't ever. It's an awards like, hey, your yeah. team was better than we expected, but only sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes you get like Bruce Cassidy who won it when they won the President's Trophy. But then the next year, when the team that wins the President's Trophy, like it, it but, makes. Yeah, no, but I agree then the with next you. Next year, makes... Bednar like. Wins everything Bednar had to deal with this year with injuries yeah. and everything, like he doesn't get anything. He doesn't get anything. I mean, and it's it's not just the Jack Adams. It's the fucking, it's everything. It, it's, it's every award. Roman Yo- Roman Yossi is probably going to win the Norris. Who this cares? Year. Who, cares? <laughs> who cares? Nathan McKinnon didn't get nominated for anything. Connor yeah. McDavid's not going to win the Hart. Crazy. Matthews is going to win but that. Th- that's the thing is, it's like we all know Connor McDavid's the best right. player. We know who's the best player in the world. He's going to. He just won another Art Ross, Art, Art Ross Trophy. Wow, it's getting late at night. What a weird stat! Like, what was it? He was the first guy since one of the Sedins to win the Art yeah. Ross and go to the conference final. It's crazy, man. I'm telling you, but the, the awards make no sense because we all know Victor Hedman's one of the best defensemen in the league. How's he? Not, was he a finalist this year? Yes. I can't remember. I think he was. Because it's Yossi Makar. Hedman. Was it Hedman? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Well, that goes away. Yeah, because it, wasn't, it wasn't Fox. Yeah. I mean, Hedman, you can make the case, should win the Norris. Year, year over year is probably the most reliable He's, guy. Victor Hedman is the perfect defenseman. Like, when you build a defenseman in the lab, it's Victor Hedman. Right. Like, he's got the size, speed, and skill. So... That's our award rant because, yeah, Jared Bednar, the fact he wasn't nominated, he's never been nominated for it. Yeah, it's not even just Bednar. It's the other guys I mentioned, like Sullivan, Cooper, Brunette. Are you fucking kidding me? What was, did he do? This he was year? a rookie head coach. And rookie inherited. head coach who took over a team that was going to do the same thing yeah. anyway. All he did was be like, okay, keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, has Peter Laviolette won one? Didn't he win coach of the year one time? He's been around for a while. I feel I, like I he assume... won one when the Preds were there. He's been like he was there with the Hurricanes. He was there with the Flyers. He was there with the Predators. I think so. I don't know what else like the top he of my one. head. He's definitely been up for. It but like that's the thing is, it's like we all know who the good coaches are. Right. We all know. And Bednar's creeping into that territory. If he can win a cup, no question about it. There's no. He's one of the best coaches in the league because how many coaches have won cups that we can? Remember? I mean, Not Barry many. Trotz was fired, so he has one. Uh, Mike Sullivan has two. Cooper has two. 
who else in the league has Stanley Cup championship? Does Boudreau have, Boudreau doesn't have a championship, right? No. I mean, no. Barube has one. He took over that Darryl season. Daryl Sutter. Yeah, Sutter. But he won two with the Kings. Jared that's Bender a very, be, it's not a huge list. No, it's not it's as not. big as you would think it is. It's not. And Jared Bednar has a chance to creep into that elite territory. And that's the thing. Now that the um, adrenaline from that game is kind of wearing off. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Here's the thing. Job's not done. No. Not done. And I, in my crazed state after that game, I was trying to listen to Landis Gog's post-game interview. He sounded like they, they, I mean, they celebrated the goal, and then they were like, "Okay, well, yep. as expected." Yep, we handshake we line. They're like, "Okay, well, we we've two round. We're halfway we're there. Halfway there. We're halfway there. After everything we've been to, you're only halfway there. Only halfway there. You've got two tougher series in front of you than the ones you've already played. Yeah, and you've only lost two games. That's crazy to think about. It feels like they lost a lot more." <laughs> I, I mean, mean if game, they, game five felt like three losses. Yeah, if they could have closed out game five, you're talking about getting through the first two rounds with one loss. Right. That's, that just doesn't happen in playoff hockey. Right. Like, two he, like Edmonton isn't... lost three to the Kings. Yeah. And they and they lost one to Calgary because make it make sense. Yeah, hockey doesn't make sense sometimes. But I am really looking forward to Tuesday because that's the great part about this, dude. We already know when we play next. Yeah. We don't have to play the waiting game like we did they last time. They announced the fucking schedule. <laughs> And they announced scenarios that if we lost this game, we would play on Thursday. How hard was that? Now that I don't have travel plans, give me a break. It's, but the NHL is drooling at the mouth because... They cannot believe their luck they, here. This is going to be game one of the Western Conference Final. It could have been on Thursday, which would have been the first night of the NBA Finals. Instead, NHL is going to be front and center Tuesday night with... The, prob- of the probably best. their biggest conference final yeah. matchup since, oh man, I can't think of one. Vegas-Montreal. <laughs> yeah. I, I legitimately can't think of one where like you go, holy shit, yeah. what a matchup. Like There have been good matchups over mm-hmm. years, like fun matchups between good teams. This is like your faces of the sport yep. going up against each other here. And it, they're going to be solo in front of a whole nation on Tuesday night. This is a dream scenario. This is a wet dream. This is where you get Connor McDavid marketed. Because mm-hmm. in America, the NHL has done a fucking awful job at marketing. Well, Connor the McDavid. problem with it is because he plays on the technically the West Coast. Right, so, and he plays in Canada. Yeah, and all those games get fucking put on fucking 10 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. But, I mean, this is going to be an all-time series. And like I said, the NHL, this is a wet dream for them. Yeah, and they've got Tampa going back to the conference mm-hmm. final as well. That's amazing for them. And If they um, get New York, I think they'd want New York. They would def- the NHL, they would want New York because yeah. that's a huge market. Yeah. You get Igor Shosturkin against Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> that's a fun <laughs> All right, matchup. now I may be cheering for the Rangers to win. <laughs> I'm not. Well, it's the Hurricanes, so I don't know. Yeah. I, ho- I hope they both lose. Yeah. But so, I mean, they will do. The Rangers would be a lot more fun, though. The Rangers the Hurricane, would be... The Hurricanes just bore me. Yeah. Like, they're just not very They're exciting. very good defensively, and then they're opportunistic, and then they score. Like, yeah, like, their games are so predictable. Yeah. Like, oh, they're at home, they're going to win. Oh, they're on the road, they're going to lose. Like, it's not, it's not exciting. Nope. So... The Rangers are just chaos incarnate sometimes. Like, I they think just don't make any sense. The Rangers would be awesome if it was the Rangers, because that, that, that would is... Be, that's the... And it's also a rematch of 2015. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is a dream scenario for the Rangers to win that series. I mean, the um, NHL, like... We give the playoff system crap. They're going to point to this and be like, oh, you, I know, do you still it, want to that's complain? That's what sucks, bro. That's right. what sucks about it. Is because, right, because they're still going to get what they want. Yeah, because, I mean, we'll see. But 
I don't care. I'm going to enjoy I the hell. I don't give a fuck yeah, right I, now. I am going to enjoy the hell out of that hockey game tomorrow and just relax until Tuesday. I have to work Sunday. I avoided just to go personal level here. I have to work Sunday. I'm, I would have gotten off work at 5 and we would have had to book our ass down. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can yeah. stay at work and just relax and sure. then enjoy Monday off. And yeah. not, There's not even going to be a game on. Nope. So we're going to enjoy the live-in book, but oh, this weekend's got kind of blow now. I don't know, man. I'm still here for the weekend. I know, but like... It's going to be just yeah, fine for me. We have nothing We have nothing to watch. So... I will take it. Yeah. I um, need a break. I mean, yeah. I at need this a point... Br- I need a break. Yeah. You know what? Take some hockey away from me for a couple days before we jump into the McKinnon versus McDavid yeah. Western Conference. Oh, the I'll hype's going to be great. I can watch NHL Network again. And ha- just like oh, and they don't, and they can't mention the second round. Yeah. They're like, oh, can they do it? Because that's all you've heard yeah. for a year straight. They're like, oh, can they do it? If they get to the second round, can they do it? And you never have to hear about it. Again. Never have to hear about it again. So I can't wait. It's I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a nasty series. It's going to be intense. Oilers fans, I think, are going to get pretty aggressive. Oh yeah, Kadri and Kane could be a could be a doozy of a matchup. I think I think this is going to be a. I think it's going to be better in the Battle of Alberta. Maybe not individual games, just because those were chaos. chaos. As a series, as a whole, I think it could be better. I agree. It really could. I mean, yeah. in terms of like, because those games are ridiculous. Like a 138-foot goal. Yeah. That's not going to happen I mean, here. game five, when the there were four goals scored in what, like two minutes of gameplay? Right. And I was, I get home from, um, and I watched the third period and no goals. <laughs> and um, we we can touch on this too. We already kind of touched on it with the delay of game penalty. The Flames got jobbed. They did. They got jobbed. I mean, See, I would argue that that is a kick, but the rule book says that it's not. So that doesn't matter. And I don't think you should be allowed to do that, but my opinion doesn't matter. Nope. The rule says that's allowed. Yeah. And there have been goals this season. Remember early? Did in the you year? read some of the replies on tweets to that? Like yeah. there were some, and it's just like, holy fuck, that counted. And but that- remember our first two episodes of the season, where the first day of the season, Chandler Stevenson yeah, against he blatantly Seattle kissed just, it in. just boots it in. The comp for goal that got disallowed two days later no, it was against Jost. It was a, Jost. Was it? Oh yeah, it was, it was Jost. Jost. Two days later, two days later against St. Louis, coincidentally enough, got disallowed for the same thing. And I feel like there was. They always post that one of like the the Senators scoring against yeah. the Leafs, or that was the exact the next day yeah. against like the first two days of the season. Yeah, just kicks it into the net. But this one doesn't count. It makes no sense, dude. The NHL gets in its way so many times because it, that goal should have counted. Like by all definitions of or fucking rules that we've seen this year. That should and, have been. And a goal. apparently, it was unanimous Which among the control room and all the referees that that goal doesn't count. If and it's unanimous, why the fuck are you calling it a goal on the ice? Right. Like, like that I, makes zero sense. But so, yeah, everyone else looks at that and like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not a goal. That's a tough way to end your season. Oh, that's brutal. Calgary was not going to win this series. No, they would have gotten smoked in Game Six, but they deserved to win that game. Yeah, they deserved to win that game. I mean, we we all deserved them to yeah. win that game so we could have another game of this in Edmonton. Nah. Nah. Pretty cool to see Connor McDavid score an overtime winner in the oh, Battle of Alberta. Oh, that was the Alberta most predictable to... thing ever. Like, when you saw Dreisaitl get that puck to him, and you're like, this game's over. I mean, in the NHL, is it, though? You, you usually don't see something like yeah, that. In this magnitude of a rivalry, in this magnitude of a game, I would have been like, ah, oh, Derek Ryan, of course. Yeah. Like, 
A Darren Helm scoring. Yeah, like, Darren Helm. Like, like we just saw it. Darren Helm. Like it was, but it's so funny to me. We get the Nathan McKinnon hat trick in game five, and you get that goal from him with two minutes left. You lose that one, yeah. but Darren Helm is the one. guy that Nathan pushes McKinnon you scores the goal, scores the goal of the playoffs, and you you lose that game. Yeah, you blow that <laughs> you blow that game with Hockey the hat baby. trick, and the Darren Helm with just the most insignificant shot on net imaginable. Like Money Puck has that as a one point eight chance as a goal. Yeah. I love this time of year because all of my friends who are not super big hockey guys will text me and be like, "Dude, I don't know how you do this. Like this game." Uh, he, my buddy texted me and he goes, dude, the Avs are dominating this game and they're going to lose. And it's like, yeah, that's hockey, man. Like, Welcome like, to the yeah, beauty of our welcome, sport. Welcome to hell, man, because this is what I go through 82 times a year. Um, and it was good to see them actually win that game. Um, and I, you would have thought, like, the amount of people who texted me, I felt like I was part of the team congratulating me. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, like, you did it. Yeah, congrats, man, you did. And I'm like... I, I did. I, I guess I did do I it. I watched all game. I've not missed a game in three years of watching, and I I, I did this. it. <laughs> I did this. I'm I joking. earned it. I have forty text messages right now. People being like, "Dude, they did it." I'm, like, I'm not part of the team. I'm just a crazy guy who just watches all these fucking games. I did it. I can't imagine what it would be like if the Avs win the cup. I I really cannot. Imagine. I don't. I don't think we'd be sober enough. To yeah. Know. Well, that's the thing, dude. I'm telling you right now, if we do win the cup. And I'm telling the listeners right now, there won't be an episode right after because... There, there will be audio of it live, just because yeah. I'll probably be recording most of it, that will plug into a more coherent episode. Yeah, because it is... Uh, if they win it on home ice... I already told work I'm not going into work if the Avs won the Cup. Like, yeah. I, I, I am missing that day. And yeah, they all laughed get, at me, and I the, was like... If the Avs are in the Cup final, like, I'm getting my ticket. Yeah. I'm coming out here. So, we'll... We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're we're gonna, but I'm just letting. We're, I think we're allowed to now. Yeah, we're, we're allowed to. We have not been allowed to get ahead of ourselves all year. All year. It is the third round. Yeah. You're four wins away from the Stanley Cup final. I am going to lose my fucking shit, and I am going to be. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't but either. If, but if the Avs win the cup, I will be. There are very special inebriated. exceptions. Uber will have all time fucking sales that night because no one is going home it'd also be like day. 200 dollars yeah. ride like i've been i've been in gonna... downtown colorado during rush yeah. hour and try to get an uber not cheap not cheap but man you came out it didn't look good at home but on the road the abs were fantastic undefeated undefeated on the road i hope you enjoyed your trip it sounds like we may have one more episode yeah before I mean, you leave i mean Got time. Yeah. On Sunday, we got no Game 7 to worry about anymore, so So I got time. We'll have one more in-person episode coming, and we're going to break it down, the whole series, every single aspect of it. I'm messaging with Raj right now. Hopefully, he can come on and break it down with us. Um, And then we have to go back to Zoom, which is going to be just the ultimate, like, most fucked up thing after this. I have to go back to Maryland, Yeah. Sorry, bro. Ugh. You have to go back to the East Coast time zone. Dude, like I think the hardest part of this for me is going home. Yeah, but you get to see Daisy. So I'm yeah, the, if I did not have Daisy, oh, you at would home, stay here. I don't know if I mentioned her this much on the show. Yeah. Daisy's my twelve-year-old black lab, amazing dog. I love her all. I love her to death. If she wasn't there, I would probably be like, so what's the? Is there anything open here? Yeah. Apartments? Like I can just go back once and get my stuff yeah. shipped out here. I love it here. Yeah, Denver has been such a, a gracious host to me. Hey, you get over to go ziplining tomorrow, man. Yeah, like I've. It's not even over yet. I still got two whole days yep. left, and you get to enjoy it. Yeah, like, you get to just enjoy and coast, and um, 
maybe we can see if we can meet up with Raj and do Raj in person. Too. Yeah, we could do that too. Because I was just thinking while you mentioned that, how are, like how are we going to do a guest episode in person? But I'd invite him over to my house and you can sit at this other yeah, chair right across from me. Um, and welcome to our studio. Yeah, welcome Christian's to our kitchen. studio of our kitchen with the terrible acoustics. But I'm I had a blast with you being out here. We'll we'll say our goodbyes for the time being on Sunday. But man, let's just end the episode with this: the Colorado Avalanche are on to the Western Conference Finals. Enjoy this, Avs fans. We have... We earned this. Yeah, we have suffered these past four years. This team has suffered, and they finally broke through. Yeah, we endured all of the takes, all of the narratives. Like, this team, they can't yep. do it. McKinnon, he can't do it. You know, as always, Darcy Kemper going to be able to do it. Got shaky there, but he did it. He did it. He did it. He and this team, we than... talked about all season long. I don't know how they don't do this yep. and they showed that yeah you know what they can do it even when they got punched in the face they responded and won a game that they should have won and last year they couldn't pull that out yeah they couldn't they couldn't do it a single time yep. out of four tries it only took them one only took this them one. one they ba- they bounced back from a, a bad loss a yeah. bad heartbreaking could have we can say that now loss. it was a bad loss bad, bad hard. we don't have to be positive loss. anymore after that episode like we, we can yeah. say that goal there are no me. curses yeah that, we know that for real now. That goal hurt me. Um, that game emotionally hurt me. Um, but they're they're on to the Western Conference Finals Tuesday night. I cannot fucking wait, dude. I cannot wait. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm going to be sad that I'm going to have to miss it. And yeah, you're going to have to mute my home. tweets again because I'm going to be ahead of you. So um, back to back to my living room. Yeah, but that's that's good luck too. I Apparently so. I wear right the, now. the Burakovsky jersey in Colorado is good luck. Back home, I'm gonna wear the Macar one yeah. again because they're undefeated yeah. with that. You so. know what sucks, and this isn't a bad thing. Um, if you haven't seen me in person, I'm a bigger dude. I'm like six six. Like I, I I'm not the skinniest guy. You're really there. you're really just kind of. I'm a not big man. Emphasis on yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a big man, and this is gonna sound like complaining. But I am the most superstitious person on the face of the planet. <laughs> so every time the Avs have won a game, I've had a cheeseburger and fries at work. And then for breakfast, I have two donuts. I mean, the Avs have won a game every time I have breakfast. Yeah. Because so, I, I flew down here, so I don't really know if yeah. I could count as like, oh, I had breakfast that morning. But like, that's the thing is it's like the inner fat boy in me is like, fuck yeah, that's a lot of good food to eat. But then the part of me where it's like, yo, I don't want diabetes – um, that part kind of sucks, but you know what? I'm not changing it up. I said after game five, I didn't eat my cheeseburger and fries at work, and that's why we lost. Cheeseburger and fries, still still the winner for right now. So We all have to make sacrifices. Yeah, it's a real it's tough a sacrifice. It's a small price to pay. It's a very a tough sacrifice, but my belly is getting bigger. Um, but if it results in a cup win, I can lose the weight over the summer. So um, I got nothing else, man. Yeah, I am emotionally drained at this point. <laughs> we're, not, we still, we're halfway done. I I still can't believe that happened like that. I, like I I can believe we won, but like that is crazy. So, uh, for only the for the first time in podcast history, and only its second season, the Avalanche are going to the Western Conference Final. They will play the Edmonton Oilers. They've got home ice. It'll start on Tuesday. It's going to be a hell of a series. We'll have more probably on Sunday. We'll see where it all goes and everything, but. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. 
I, I always dreamed about what this episode would be like. Even before the season started, I... It's the, the first dream. It's the first dream. Now we're on to the second We're on the second one. But also just the fact that I'm here in Colorado at all you, and got to see that. It's Six months ago, neither of us knew each other. Yeah. Six, <laughs> six months. Yeah. We didn't and even know each other. Before before October, I like like some of Christian's tweets, yep. and that's it. Now I'm sitting here in his kitchen but after we watched game six of the Avalanche Every moving game on the to the Western we Conference together. Final. Except for game one, because yeah. I need to... Finished, I finished. Oh yeah, you weren't there for game one. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to finish school and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, school, but, bro. Blech, I'm done now. Whatever. But this this whole experience has been great. Colorado is a beautiful state. I don't. I genuinely don't know how I'm gonna go home, dude. The time zone. It's midnight on the East Coast. It's only ten o'clock, bro. Ten o'clock. We here. got a full night ahead of us, man. It's. I love it here so so very much, but. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is, where we will be live tweeting the conference final. The conference final. Because we so made it. Damn good to say, man. Because we made it there. Yeah. So we're halfway there. Eight wins down, eight to go. Got to find a way to just keep doing it. So. Thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. Uh, If we don't catch you on Sunday, enjoy game one of the Western Conference Final, and if we do, just enjoy your couple days off. Enjoy it. We've earned it. We've earned it. We've earned it. We've earned a couple days of stress-free hockey, so enjoy it. We will catch you all then. Enjoy your weekend. Go Abs. Happy Memorial Day.